0: All right, welcome to Number Ones, the podcast where we review the most popular pop culture in America every week. I am Hoff Matthews, recording in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm on the phone with Ryan Sarter in Los Angeles. Hello. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Hozier album, Wasteland Baby, uh, the TV show, Big Bang Theory, and that's it. Um, the The film, Captain Marvel was number one for a second weekend in a row this weekend now our normal practice in this new incar- uh, incarnation of the show would be to see the film again if it repeated ryan was sick uh this week so we, we didn't end up doing that he our, our boy needs to rest up um but he apologizes profusely to our listeners for uh depriving them of, of that experience and um he takes full responsibility for uh, letting you all down
1: I'm a little, I am a little torn up. I am wondering though, would you, if you had, because there was some talk of a possible uh, guest guest star, you know, yep. filling in for me, would you have watched it a second time if if that was the case?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I would have, but it was the fact that you were doing it and not seeing the movie. I felt like, well, it's it's just silly for me to do it then. Then it's like asymmetrical, you know, because then it's just <laughs> me telling you about my thoughts the second time. Yeah. I guess that's fine. I just didn't want to do it.
1: We'll never know what it was like to see Captain Marvel twice. Yeah,
0: we'll never know. Uh, we certainly can't ever do it again. Um, it's I mean, I am computers. a little nervous
1: because next weekend I was hoping us would be number one, but Captain Marvel made like 70 million. So you figure... I was, well, I
0: was going to say the estimate for this weekend uh, is actually a gross of 69 million. So... Uh, nice. Nice, right? Very nice. My wife. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine if a movie made four hundred twenty million dollars in its opening weekend.
1: That'd Yo, cool. I mean the next the next Avengers just might. They might.
0: might. That would be really funny.
1: But I am. What are you thinking? what's your What's your prediction for next weekend? Do you think it's going to be us, or do you think it's going to be Captain Marvel again?
0: I mean, I haven't really paid attention to the forecasts. I guess I would say that. Yeah, I think it'll be us, but I
1: don't know yeah it is not say. for
0: us to decide these things uh you know
1: it's for We're us to, watch to the watcher things. we just right exactly we <laughs>
0: just observe we don't partake in these events we can't have any influence on um worldly events we, we must only observe and document truly, truly that is our our role and our curse
1: truly it does make me wonder like like I, oh no never mind i'm not gonna get into that
0: oh well, what was it gonna be
1: yeah i guess i have to you can't you can't tease on the pod like you got to figure there's a certain amount of people who listen to the podcast who don't reach out but i do wonder if in certain cases there's a bunch of people listening to a podcast and nobody reaches out you know because they're just like oh somebody else is probably reaching out i don't want to reach out you know
0: so you think there's podcasts that die because no one thought to uh drop them a line
1: or no, I wonder if like like Tom Sharpling hosts this like Friends recap podcast, which I enjoy quite mm-hmm. a bit. I wonder if anybody's ever sent him an email to say like, hey man, I love <laughs> what you're doing.
0: Well, he had like a vulture piece about it, you know. I mean, I feel like that's <clears throat> that's reward enough, right? That's that's validation and acknowledgement enough.
1: Yeah, and I guess the like 25k in uh, a month in Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's. I can't believe the Chapo guys—they're getting like. They get like a hundred and ninety thousand dollars a month. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a good product. I heard one one person who gives just like an incredible amount of money is the um the guy who was like trying to get Putin. Trump impeached. That you know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, no, Tom Steyer. <laughs>
1: there was like this billionaire who took out TV ads about calling for Trump's impeachment like a year ago.
0: I think you might be talking about Tom Steyer. You're saying he's a big Chapo Gray Wolf
1: yeah that he donates just an incredible amount of money to to the patreon
0: huh that doesn't doesn't sound right but i I don't know that would be interesting
1: maybe it was a joke tweet this is the other problem you should everybody should have to put on their tweets if it's a joke you know
0: see this is not a problem that everyone has not everyone is as like you know oh dumb deadpan as as you are (laughs) it's just like floating in this sort of dead zone of you know irony and non-irony so everything is indistinguishable (laughs) (laughs) anyway so uh, spoiler alert i guess for the big bang theory if you don't i guess for the hosier does it
1: if you guys are wondering does it suck we're not we won't yeah did hosier
0: die on this album we (laughs) we might give it away uh we will give it away no he didn't he's he's still alive (laughs)
1: still hosiering
0: yeah uh still still hosing them down (laughs) out there uh so yeah i mean let's start with music so number one album for the week of march 16th 2019 on the billboard charts was uh hosier which a lot of people think this album is called wasteland baby that's actually a misconception it's called bob o'reilly um uh, most people don't know that. <laughs> what? what do you mean um this is his second album after his debut in 2013 and i guess i didn't I had to like look this up, but I guess what people mostly know Hozier from is that song "Take Me to Church," Um, great song, yeah, which goes like "Take Me to Church." It's like I feel like people will get it from that, right? Yeah, they know what that is. Did you did you see the
1: video of him singing that in in a (laughs) NYC subway?
0: Yeah, because you sent it to me. Yes, there was a video. Yeah, he was in the, a New York subway station singing that song with like a little backup choir of uh, of white women, which the the tweeter <laughs> referred to as uh, what the the Buffalo Exchange Quartet. Is that the uh, the
1: phrase? Yeah, I think that's right. yeah,
0: um, yeah. He's an Irish guy, uh, an Irish singer, and he does. I guess you'd call it sort of soul rock would be his genre.
1: Um, yeah, I, I decided that Hozier is Train meets Michael Buble by way of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> All right, I feel like that's, uh, you're a little bit
0: generous with the Red Hot Chili Peppers reference, but, uh. Like, like yeah, only the, more or less. Only the
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, s- they have a bunch of slow songs, only, like, they're uh-huh. slow songs. Okay,
0: right, the, <laughs> the Chili Ballads, yeah, you get a little <laughs> bit of that here. He sounds to me like the quote unquote rock singers that you hear on like the singing competition TV shows, like on the voice or like America's got talent or whatever. It's the guys like, Oh, this is a really good rock singer. And then he sounds like he's doing the national anthem at a ball game or something. Like, I don't know. It's this weird, like modern genre of rock. That's just very like, um, I don't know, virtuosic and just focused on like technical ability. And it doesn't have that, you know, that down and dirty, grimy grungy feel that i like from my rock and roll you know because i'm authentic like that i (laughs) prefer i prefer like jackson main's music you know like that's more (laughs) of the kind of stuff that i'm into
1: (laughs) you know there's music out there's music that exists that hasn't been like number one like that's a thing that's a that's a whole
0: i know but that's not worth
1: our time obviously i mean (laughs) clearly (laughs) i'm not
0: trying to be out here listening to losers (laughs) just hosier's (laughs)
1: He's definitely, he's definitely the male Adele, right? Like that's what he's going for. (laughs) I guess so. And one thing that I did find like is, and also you said 2013, 2013 was the EP that had take me to church, but the album came out 2014. Oh, okay. But then it's weird that he hasn't come out with an album in five years.
0: Yeah. It's been a while,
1: but, but I think is like, if, if let's say like for, you know, that nothing on this album, I think, rises to the level of Take Me to Church. Um, and let's say, just just taking it on its merits, Take Me to Church is like kind of like, if you put it in kind of like a, an Adele-type school of music, um, it's very appealing in that he has an incredible amount of control over his voice. You know, mm-hmm. like he's doing things with his voice and you're listening to this vocal performance. And I feel like on this, this album, his voice is almost always buried under a lot of effects, which I thought was a weird thing to do to Hozier, you know.
0: It feels very produced. Yeah. Um, It's funny because there is this song on this album, which was maybe one of my favorite ones called uh, Two Noisemaking Sing, where the pre-chorus is like, you don't have to sing it right, but who could call you wrong? Um, You know, you don't have to sing it nice, but honey, honey, sing it strong, which is strange coming from him because it seems like his voice is so like trained and disciplined, you know like it would make more sense coming from like you know Kimya Dawson or someone with like just a more unconventional style i I want to hear the Tom Waits version of uh two noise making sing I guess is what I'm saying,
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there is like a um a hosier, yeah like unplugged or if there's some way we could get him stripped. <laughs> Some somebody who we kind of reminded like who would be like well a it'll be that version. subway
0: video i guess right
1: well yeah there you go i really like like a uh you know like um justin towns earl uh-huh uh I, that's somebody who i saw him perform in milford actually and it was just him and a guitar you know and and found it very appealing um yeah i
0: mean he, he's the child of a famous person so I'm not, I'm not really interested in uh what he's doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that there are famous people that. Yeah, he like who is it? Towns Earl or Towns Van Sant? Or, I don't know these people, but I know Justin Towns Earl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no historian. He's, he's the
0: child of Towns Van Sant and Steve Earl.
1: <laughs> is yeah, that right? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he's Irish, right, Hozier? He's like Irish. Yes. Okay. I did, I did, uh, I thought I could pick up Happy some St. Patrick's Day,
0: of... every, everybody, by the way. Oh, I guess yeah, this is appropriate. Absolutely. I didn't even make that connection, but...
1: <laughs>
0: yes, that uh, melodious leprechaun hosier hails from the Emerald Isles.
1: There was some kind of like an Irish vibe on, uh, on some of the songs, like that song Shrike, mm-hmm. uh, which I assume is like an Irish word. I didn't, I didn't look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. liked, the, the song I liked the most was the song Nobody... Uh, which just kind of had like a sweet nice vibe mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> reminded me of something that could appear on like a Zach Braff movie soundtrack
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, high which brain. is
1: <laughs> well a lot of <laughs> I like Zach Braff movie soundtracks uh-huh. I still uh-huh. I know a lot of people that's like a joke you know but yeah. it's just my life you know
0: it's Natalie Portman like putting the headphones on your head
1: this will change your life
0: take me to church that <laughs>
1: I'll never get over like on. I think we've talked about this on the podcast, like on Zach on Dax Shepard's podcast, where mm-hmm. he had Zach Braff and and Dax was just like, "Dude, Natalie, like she was so cool. Like, did you try to get with her while you were directing?" <laughs> He's like, "Nah, she had like her her boyfriend was like on set the whole time."
0: Oh, okay. That's <laughs> great. That's a good reason to not pursue your uh, employee.
1: Yeah, that whole, listeners, you should check out that episode. That's It's all amazing. Like, at one point, Zach Raff is like, yeah, you know, you get to be famous, and then somebody like a Mandy Moore, like, who you would just look at and be like, damn, she's awesome. I dated Mandy Moore for two years. <laughs> that's awesome, bro. It's like, yo, bro, dude, you're really doing it.
0: <laughs> you got to hear Zach Raff's appearance on uh, Bubba, the, Bubba the Love Sponges show. That's that's where he really uh, goes into it.
1: Wait, what did he do on that? Or was he on I was just oh, making no. that up because. You're worse than I am. I'm not. That. Yeah. Made for Are each that? other.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah he, he has a lot of messages in his lyrics. Hozier does, um, like because "Take Me to Church" I guess was about the uh, the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church, and uh, this album has a lot of topical lyrics like the song Beast let me see pull that up right now Um, for a moment he says uh, when the man who gives the order is born next time round on the boat sent back when the body is starving at the border or on TV giving people the sack oh when the sea rises to meet us oh when there's nothing left for you and I to do Oh, and there's nobody upstairs to receive us when I have no kind words left. Love for you. Um, I don't quite know what he's going for with all that, but it sounds uh, like there's a message there. I, I <laughs> what know. do you quite, mean? What, how what could it would be, be a going message if
1: nothing is received? <laughs> it's not I just send it. He sent out a message. Nobody got it.
0: There's nobody upstairs. I think that's uh, God being dead. Nobody upstairs in heaven to receive us.
1: I mean,. It's also just like, oh I just I just googled what Shrike means. It's a songbird. Shrike is a type of songbird. He's very into the idea of like celebrating music, you know? I don't know. That that feels like something that you do on like you're when you're twenty years in, you know, and you wanna do do an album of covers of somebody who you love. Like why don't you just make the music? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know the whole thing feels very like just basic bro kind of shit you know type type of stuff
0: sure um he he also starts the album um with a song Nina Cried Power uh yeah Nina Simone yeah so or maybe Nina Turner Turner the uh, co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign I don't know I think it's Nina Simone um I don't know that anyone wants to hear a, a white guy singing a song called Nina Cried Power I mean I you know, well-intentioned, I'm sure, but, I mean,
1: Wasteland Baby, more like Too Comfortable Baby. Am I right? <laughs> oh, wait, I just Googled it. Um, it's actually uh, about Nina Dobrev, the star of uh, The Vampire <laughs> oh. Diaries. Oh, wow,
0: interesting. Okay, well, that, that puts a new twist on it. <laughs> now I like it. Now I think it's good.
1: <laughs> but it's like, you, you want to write a song about Nina Simone, so you got to get like Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples, right, yeah, a little Mavis bit. Mavis Staples.
0: It's just on the nose. It's very on the nose.
1: Um, I guess, yeah, that's like the, that's like the new white dude rock, like cover is like you get Mavis Staples on the song that you want to write about race, <laughs> like Arcade Fire had a Mavis Staples feature recently.
0: Yeah. Didn't Jeff Tweedy do stuff with uh, Mavis Staples?
1: Yeah, but that's cool when he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's right. No, obviously
1: he's, he's good, but I think he I like, like produced her album or something.
0: Oh, Okay yeah um
1: see that's the thing if you're giving back if you're contributing rather than just taking mm-hmm. right. i don't know fuck fuck jeff Tweedy. maybe i don't you know i'm i'm yeah, only you, on this podcast you sound like you feel very strongly about this down.
0: uh-huh well i oh. <clears throat> sorry about that oh bless sorry you. folks <laughs> i'm not contagious it's just an audio file you can't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about uh, Mr. Hozier? Um, Hozier would be a good, like, supervillain name. Like, totally. the next, the next uh, Ant-Man movie, you should be fighting Hozier.
1: I mean, it does just... It, it's just this thing of, like... You know, are there, like... There's so many white rock, pop, male stars who just kind of, like, everything's been said. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I, I just—he just doesn't seem to have anything to say. I mean, are there that many
0: of those guys right now?
1: Like even trying?
0: I don't know. Even in like the mainstream. I mean, who else is sort of in that lane?
1: Uh, Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys who had that song. <laughs> that, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That song with, like, Aaron Paul on the on the <laughs> treadmill drinking energy juice I mean, or something. You know what I'm talking about? Song?
0: No, no. <laughs> well, anyway, all that stuff is really good, so I don't know what the point you're trying to make is.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think... Or, actually, Laurie Moore had an interesting point. Uh, This, like, female writer where she was saying that when she got involved writing short stories and novels that she actually felt bad for men because men had everybody it had already been done like there was nothing else for them to do whereas women haven't had like an opportunity or a platform so there's so much area to cover that hasn't been covered you know
0: so you're saying we think you think we have it hard
1: (laughs) no i'm just saying hozier comes in here he's trying to like fill the lane of who bruce springsteen or something like he's not going to do it better you know or i don't even know who is he trying to be van morrison
0: i don't know Bono
1: I think if you're a white dude coming up You gotta just just Rip off Post Malone I think that's the only move nowadays Ah <laughs> uh, yes
0: <laughs> So that it's not appropriation
1: <laughs> No 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 I don't even listen to rap music I, This is Post Malone yeah. That's who I'm yeah. going after Right Alright let's Yeah I think I've dug my hole Deep <laughs> move on. We
0: scraped the uh, the barrel enough Now at this point <laughs> Alright Well, let's talk about TV then. So most watched uh, TV show last week was The Big Bang Theory, season 12, episode 17, The Conference Valuation," which aired on Thursday, March 7th at 8 p.m. and got 13 million viewers. And, of course, this is a show about, I believe, a bunch of uh, nerdy physicists and their romantic and social travails. And in this episode... um, Penny and Bernadette who work together at a pharmaceutical company go uh, take a trip to a conference where they're like you know pitching their their drugs or whatever Uh, and meanwhile Howard is uh, who is Bernadette's husband is left home alone to take care of their kids and he invites some of the other characters over to help babysit and then they're like sort of running experiments on the babies because they're nerds Um, yeah that that's the long and the short of what happens in this episode
1: yeah it was interesting i I went on a date last night and the woman i told the woman i had to watch big bang theory for Mm -hmm. this podcast and she's like i like big bang theory you know like Mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of people who like big bang theory they're just not the fucking brooklyn (laughs) stand-up nerds that we hang out with
0: the silent majority is what you're talking
1: about (laughs) yeah
0: it would be it would, look honestly it would have been very funny if she was like i like big bang theory and you were just like well have a good night and you just got out <laughs> and like walked away i mean that would have been an, an amazing moment
1: no that the moment that would have happened was i like her she's cool but the, if uh-huh. there, that if there was if that was gonna happen she knows about
0: this podcast she's <laughs> sure no, no way. Listening she's not to listening, listening to this, right to this podcast well, she might There's be no you no clearly way. told her about it
1: uh is the the uh, time we would have What's walked out was when <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Was when she said, like, hey, tomorrow there's a Flogging Molly concert, but I think I think it's sold out. And I was like, Oh, is Flogging Molly? Is that the band from the departed? And she's like, I've never seen the departed. <laughs> like that's when I would have walked out. <laughs>
0: no, she should have walked out on you when you said that. <laughs> yeah. so you realize they are not the band from the departed?
1: Oh, they're not? Who is that? No
0: um oh, drop the dropkick murphys. murphy's yeah
1: <laughs> is foggy molly are they like a respected band i'm not familiar i
0: do not know
1: <laughs> but you've heard of them right yeah 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 i've heard the name okay
0: um
1: but yeah the point being people like the big bang theory you know like, they do it's, it's very just popular. not us
0: yeah although we're cool with it right i mean we're yeah not. i mean
1: when i was describing what happened in the episode to somebody i was like yeah these scientists have to babysit kids and so they do experiments on the kids like that's actually kind of funny as like it is kind of a funny
0: premise yeah yeah uh this Um, also opens with penny sort of like keeping her staff late and being very uh demanding of them in a comical way clearly uh, a shot at amy klobuchar i think
1: Um, oh my god yeah I'm kidding.
0: I don't actually think that was intentional. Oh, really? That's totally Um, Because if it was intentional, they would have had her like, you know, hitting them with hairbrushes or whatever. It would have been more specific.
1: It is interesting Um, that I guess maybe they're responding to some of the criticism of the show that all the men are really smart and then you have like the blonde woman who's an idiot and so they're making her really good at her job or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I do think that's a big course correction that the show has made over the years. Is that right? They made her very good at her job because she was sort of this airheaded blonde, or, you know, bombshell, or whatever, early on in the season. Then they also introduced a bunch of other female characters who were themselves nerds, like um, uh, what's, I um, mean, character's name? Do you remember?
1: Blossom. I don't know.
0: No, it's not. It's, it's not Blossom on this show. But right, there's her and and Bernadette and, and such um so, it is yeah. interesting too i mean what do you think atone. of the
1: of the gender politics where it is like is there something true about unconventional heterosexual relationships that like women want kids and men are resistant is that is that a thing that can be borne out or is it like gender's dead or i don't know
0: <laughs> i i don't know i i haven't looked at the numbers on that but that is part of this episode you're right is that um fuck i never remember that character's name hold on
1: (laughs) yeah i was describing to somebody and i was like the woman who dates (laughs) the guy uh amy okay
0: amy who is now uh sheldon's wife is uh, sort of trying to trick him into wanting children by, like, getting him this book about experiments that you can run on babies. That's where that whole plot line comes from originally. Um, And, yeah, so it is sort of this idea of, like, oh, these baby crazy chicks uh, always trying to, you know, fool you into inseminating them.
1: Yeah. um, I liked that plot more than more than the i i I couldn't tell with the pharmaceutical stuff if they're like it's definitely not satirical right they're just like ha 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 isn't it funny that you know you know pharmaceutical companies spend all this time and money trying to you know make people take their pills and then often they have like really bad side effects (laughs) i guess it is sort of satirical yeah i mean they have like those moments where
0: you know Bernadette is like yeah we ran tests on this drug for three months or whatever and there's been no side effects and somebody's like oh so it works and it's like eh. I mean so I think it's somewhat intentional but yeah I mean it is also like oh yeah our protagonists are uh, propping up this uh harmful and sort of obscene industry but you know yeah. aren't we all
1: yeah it um, is it, it is interesting too like that um a lot of the jokes uh, a lot of the jokes are bad
0: Mm-hmm. but there's a but lot it, of them
1: there's a lot of them um yeah my understanding is that they'll just they'll just when they record it live you know they'll just kind of um they'll they'll tell they'll say the jokes and then if a joke doesn't land that they have writers on the side to like come up with other jokes. And then they keep trying one until one gets a laugh from the audience, which is kind of, <laughs> oh, interesting. can you imagine how grueling
0: that would be to be in that audience? <laughs>
1: like I'm sure like
0: three jokes in, they just laugh at everything. Cause it's just like, oh, just let us go home, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah please. Fine. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> it is also this interesting thing where I feel like truck Chuck Laurie shows. It feels very much like his voice. And, um, it's weird that he is, he seems like one of the last like true quote unquote auteurs in like mainstream network comedy where he writes many of the scripts himself and, you know, he's like, has, I don't know, he has his hands in everything and uh, maybe this is a little too off topic, but um, I've learned that sort of like um, th- the way that networks put together shows nowadays is very much from the friends model. Which the Friends, the show Friends was kind of put together by a network where the network like kind of came up with like, this is the idea we want to do. You know, we want to do something like Seinfeld, but more mainstream, more accessible. And then they kind of picked everything else, you know. Mm -hmm. And so based on that, their networks are now like emboldened, like we can do this. We We can put things together. And in cases where it is like a creator who does it, like somebody like Frank Darabont on The Walking Dead... The network will fire him and try to take away his percentage of the profits, and you know, like how showrunners are always getting replaced on a lot of shows because the right. network wants to keep control and keep all the money. And it is interesting that Chuck Lorre is like this last giant who, you know, I, this show's been on for what seventeen seasons or something something ridiculous, <laughs> twelve. But yeah, okay, and and they still are getting like <clears throat> the number. You know, it's still the number one show. Like this is, and it's weird that he. Is so reviled and has sort of a reputation for not being a very nice guy. And uh but that he he really you know, he delivers. I don't know. It's, it's something and it seems like auton like it feels like his voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if I that mean, voice kind of sucks. You well know? that's
0: the thing. It's not a very good voice. This isn't <laughs> hosher we're talking about, you know. This is, <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it is uh, well, but you know, but that's why TV is so good now. That's why all the TV shows, especially on uh, on networks, are really good. So they I'm found actually... uh, a method that works. You know.
1: <laughs> oh, you think the the like assembling something together? Oh no, you're you're being sarcastic. <laughs> 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 yeah, it it is also this thing where um I'm I'm at, I'll I'll talk about this more after it happens, but in i honestly wonder
0: if 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 this podcast would be better if we did video chat while we were doing it and could just like give each other a hand signal so we would know when (laughs) it was a bit or not because it really does seem like a significant problem for
1: us (laughs) yeah it's definitely us like tripping like the audience is like screaming like no he's kidding (laughs) (laughs) well that's you you know that's
0: how they get to play along at home you know that's the audience's role
1: (laughs) do you know about the um about the the writers guild going up against the agencies do you know have you read about this yeah i've been seeing happened?
0: some stuff about that uh on twitter
1: yeah it's pretty interesting um do you, do you understand like the basic uh outline of it i
0: think so my understanding is that the writers guild is saying that agents have been relying too much on this method called packaging where they just sort of put together a show themselves using their own talent that they have signed rather than just sort of representing each, you know, writer uh, individually. And so it incentivizes them to just be like putting together new shows rather than, you know, just staffing up existing shows or just like, you know, focusing on making sure individual people get work. Well, it's much, it's
1: much worse than that. Like through the, through the law, um, an agent is acting as a fiduciary, which means that they are required by law to act in the best interest of their client, you know? And so what happens is they'll package something together and they're like, so it'll be like, you know, UTA negotiating directly with Disney. And they say, I can get you these actors, this director, these writers and I represent all of them. And so we're going to package it together and what, and and the agent ends up getting 10% of the overall budget of the show. And then also an executive producer credit uh, or a certain amount of ownership. And, and what they're in, incentivized to do is to bring all of these people in for the least amount of money so that right. the studio pays the least amount And that's the exact opposite of what an agent should do. An agent should be trying to get the most for their client rather than the least. Um, Right.
0: I was just focusing on the real tragedy, which is that the TV shows are not good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. The exploitation
0: of the viewers, you know.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, Ari Emanuel, who's like the head of WME, um, who's based... The guy from Entourage. Yeah, the the guy from Entourage is based on... He said at like a public meeting, he said like, you know, I'm not going to let some union dictate how I run my business, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's and he's famously said like, if there's no conflict, there's no interest, you know, like like this idea of conflict (laughs) of interest, like he thinks he thinks it's great, you know. Um, so, so <laughs> well, I'm going to, I mean,
0: it's, it's a little almost, there's this line that David Simon always quotes, I think from some Baltimore politician or something where somebody said like, it doesn't conflict with my interests. It's like almost exactly that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I'm actually this, I'll, I'll report back on number ones, but I'm going to be interviewing in my reading series, uh, in April, April 17th, uh, a, a lawyer who's also a writer for the Hollywood reporter, um, who's been covering this beat. So it it all comes down on april 9th actually so it's going to be kind of like a post-mortem but on i think it's april 9th or april 7th something i don't know early april um all of the all the agencies have to sign an agreement that they will stop packaging stuff and just you know try to get the best deal for each of their individual clients otherwise all of the people from the writers guild have to fire their agent and go to like get a new agent hell yeah So it's going to be a, could be a bloodbath. I don't know. And then those
0: agents will come to us, right? That's That's what I'm saying. I was. (laughs) 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 They'll come crawling, baby. Finally. (laughs) Cool. That probably should have been a lightning round thing, but whatever. That was interesting.
1: Yeah. I do have a few uh, lightning round questions. Is there anything else you want to say about the Big Bang Theory?
0: Um,. Well, I it had Christine Baranski in one of those cameos where they literally just had her like video conferencing with somebody, so she could just film her role on a phone. Yeah. Um, but I noticed the the episode before this one, season twelve, episode sixteen, was called the D and D Vortex, and the description uh, <clears throat> on Google is. The gang uses deception and betrayal to make it to the one open seat at Will Wheaton's Celebrity Dungeons and Dragons game with William Shatner, Joe Manganiello, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kevin Smith. We fucking missed out, man. We could have been covering that one.
1: That does sound pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I might just go back and watch that one. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's that's a lightning
0: round question. Could you watch the D&D Vortex and discuss
1: it? Um... Okay, here's my, my lightning round questions. Sure. Uh, um, oh, I already asked this one. I was going to say, if you had a guest host this week, would you have rewatched Captain Marvel?
0: Yeah, yeah, you use that one.
1: <laughs> I use that one. Um, I was going to say, do you, have you watched, I feel like this is a golden age of, of women in television, you know. Have you watched uh, Pen15 or Shrill?
0: I have not watched either of those. I've heard very good things about Pen fifteen. I don't really know that much about Shrill.
1: What about you? Uh I've I've seen both. I saw all of Shrill and I saw a few episodes of Pen fifteen. Pen fifteen is like it just makes me very uncomfortable. It's like these like thirty year old <laughs> women like flirting with thirteen year old boys. Mm-hmm. Um but other than You're that You're not comfortable with
0: female sexuality.
1: <laughs> no, I just think they're kids, you know.
0: That's a minute.
1: Okay, uh, <laughs> and then my other question is, uh, um, I saw that the, I got excited because I saw that uh, Pet Cemetery the remake is getting some good reviews, mm-hmm. but but then I just I knew in my heart that you won't like it, you know. Um, Was that? You just don't like like new horror movies unless they're like very bad, you know. Like you only like new <laughs> horror movies. It's that's like true. Ghost Bumps Two. Or, did, you, did you say Ghost Bumps? <laughs> Whatever. What is it? <laughs> Goose Bumps, too. <laughs> or, like, you really liked, like, Winchester. You know, like, you like, like, these, like, bad...
0: Because yeah, they're good. Because they're good movies.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, you agree.
1: <laughs> so, will but I just know that you won't like Pet Cemetery, so will you promise listeners that you won't watch it, since it won't be number one anyways?
0: No, I'm not going to promise that i don't agree that i'm definitely not going to like it and uh i mean i'm not promising i will see it but i might i screened the original at my hoffs horror fest show so it would be on brand for me to see it
1: yeah but you don't oh but also actually in your defense you did um
0: (coughs) i hope you're leaning away from the mic
1: yeah in in your defense you did um enjoy more so the suspiria remake you like that one more than the original
0: kind of i mean i wouldn't say that it's like better but i might have enjoyed it more
1: you gave you on letterboxd you gave the suspiria remake five stars and you gave the original four and a half right so that would suggest that you like it better right (laughs) but you're not you're not i said that i agreed with that oh i thought you said it might i thought you said i might have liked it better
0: that's a minute. <laughs> All right. Pretty All right. short
1: episode, I guess, because we didn't watch it was. the
0: movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I do sort of feel like something's lacking there. Um, so, yeah, apologies again to everyone um, from Ryan that we didn't do that.
1: Oh um, <laughs> my I was sick. I was sick. I can't. Yeah, I will cut not him some apologize. Slack, guys. <laughs> Come on,
0: he's he's got to take care of himself.
1: Yeah, Bernie. But, uh, Bernie's gonna get us universal health care, and I won't yeah, be sick I mean, anymore.
0: Oh, yes, yes i was gonna say uh we're gonna get the new york state of health act and uh, everybody here will have health care but that won't do anything for you so
1: yes oh, is that happening to, uh, <laughs> is that a thing
0: it might it might be a thing i don't know we'll see but uh yeah hopefully um we'll you know we'll see more movies in the future and we'll uh we'll have our energy up
1: we're gonna um, be watching and- <clears throat> that that's gonna be weird going a week without watching captain marvel but then watching it for the second time <laughs> on the third weekend
0: well hopefully not but we'll, we'll see what happens yeah um, and before we wrap up, uh, I, I did just want to say on an actual serious note, um, the uh, you know, and people who listen to this podcast, uh, a lot of them probably already know about this. But the comedian Raghav Mehta um, died last week and um, he was you know, I, we knew him through the New York comedy scene. And he's a very funny guy, very nice and uh, very conscientious about being involved with leftist causes that he believed in. So he's uh, somebody who, you know, is going to be really sorely missed by a lot of people and, um, you know, a lot of other people also saying this, but I just wanted to acknowledge that. So, um, yeah, until next week, everybody take care of yourselves.
1: Take care.